Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like John Baker, Bat Dan, and Jason T., Coming up on TMS, I have spread disease before. <laughs> macaque, not macaque. The Stamps of Attunement. I'm Darren Agnostic. Exiling squirrels. Soft and soggy bags. Weirdo white man. The smell of burning smoke. It wasn't me, it was the face. I'm in the mood for goat horns. Michael is a psychotic child. Shirtless with a baby tiger. Jesus is a pillow. Click on my box and tell me that you love me. Being rude to boomers <laughs> with Wendy and more on this episode of... The Morning Stream. Guess what? Corey Haim and Corey Feldman are giving out their personal numbers. If you call 1-900-909-3700, you can listen to their private phone messages and get their personal number where you can leave them a message of your own. I guess I believe you. The Morning Stream. This is what I love about my job. I get to travel, see the world, meet new cultures. I mean, it's all bacterial, but hey, what the bleep. Hello, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It is Thursday, November 16th, 2023. Scott Johnson here and Brian Ibbett there. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Scott. Yeah. Thursday, big day. Big, big day. It is a big day. Thursdays are... Crazy days, they are. Yeah, good, good fun with uh, Wendy on the show typically, and yeah. then uh, roll into some uh, Coverville later. We'll talk about what I'm going to be doing on uh, the show today. But yeah, we get into the final stretch of Coverville for the year, and it's like the big uh, Beatles episode on Thanksgiving, and then the two episodes for the end of year, and then the you know, it's like uh, it, it, this is where it gets a little on the crazy side. Yeah, things get a little nutty around here. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. I was just thinking about the Beatles. Um, mm-hmm. They effectively only had this blew my mind mm-hmm. working together, making music together before the band was either yeah. not a band or or stopped yeah. being a band. It's like seven years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you know, you look at like 1963 to 1970, basically, and even even there near the end, they'd kind of. <laughs> it yeah. was closer to like 1969 when they really kind of. Um, I think when the light is that intense for that short of a period of time, the only yeah. the only solution is you is the band doesn't end up staying together, especially not with all these like creative wonderkins, all of them except mm-hmm. for maybe the drummer. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's like it's a, <laughs> he goes fine. Come on, <laughs> he's fine. But he wasn't like going. He, goes he didn't sprout off and do some amazing solo work. He did some stuff, but it wasn't great. It was okay. Yeah. But George's yeah. stuff was amazing, except for that one song think, we all hate. Well, uh, yeah, don't all hate that song. Oh, that song sucks. Well, remember, so it's bad. a cover. Come on now. It's like, to me, the, that and We Built This City are hanging out together. They're oh, just, gosh. They're just no, right they're there. far from it. Far from it. Oh, both those songs just came <laughs> I got my mind. Anyway, that's that's a yeah. thing, uh, but, I, but I, couldn't, I, I could not wrap my head around the fact that this is a seven-year collaboration, and that is it. But look at the impact. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Nothing quite like it. 
you know? No, exactly. And, um, you know, still releasing stuff, right? Like um, uh, the brand new song this year that I have mixed feelings about. And it's really specifically about George Harrison's non-involvement because they oh. used AI to figure out the whole, like, how to, how to separate um, Lennon's piano from his vocals so that they could get a better quality of the song. They used basically the same thing that Peter Jackson used for, uh, for the uh, Disney Plus documentary or Disney Plus Beatles home movies. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, but then you've got George Harris or you've got uh, Paul McCartney who did a solo that sound that to, in, with the intent to sound like George Harrison. Mm. And that, Mm. that's weird that part, I, I can't i don't i don't hate it but i don't love it either yeah and i don't know why i have such a problem with that but there's um, a real artifice to that that's that's hard to ignore there is exactly it's like um you know if he if if it were if it weren't guitar if uh Jor, if uh, paul mccartney says well i'm going to i'm going to basically sing like i'm george harrison and, yeah. and like he actually sings on the track like george harrison more people will be up in arms about it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and that's hence why you're torn. I get it. Um, but I do like the song and I do, uh, you shut up, Claire. Um, and, uh, but I, but I'm, uh, yeah, there's just that little tiny bit that's like a little asterisk for me. Do you I think like the song asterisk? Did they assume everybody got, uh, they're working with various estates and are willing to do these collaborations and do the, oh, AI yeah, business yeah. Nobody was, nobody who was involved. I mean, nobody, no estates were harmed in the making of the new, <laughs> the new Beatles song. Good. Probably um, only benefited, is my guess. They probably right, exactly. Yes. Only made yeah. money. No lose money. Uh, all right. We've been getting so many calls lately. Okay. And cool. I love it. love it. Yeah, no complaints. I absolutely love it. So we're going to do three in a row today. And this first one's amazing because it really took me down memory lane. Um, I'll give Randy some thanks later because he kind of helped me find the thing because I I, th- I think I lost it in that old hard drive crash that we had years ago. Oh, cool. Good. Okay. So found a little thing. Anyway, it'll make sense when I play it. But this is what the call was, and then and then I'll share more. Here you go. Greetings, SARS and Bubonic. Uh, this is Derek from Z. Hey, uh, I'm on the hunt for a bit of Frog Pants Lost Media. Uh, so I remember about... 10 plus years ago, way back when Randy uh, was still a guest host on the instance, uh, someone, some listener made a, uh, an EDM track, uh, made up of, uh, stuff Randy said on, on the show. And, uh, I just remember the title of the track being, I have spread disease before. Uh, the only snippet that I hear in my brain, uh, from that is, uh, Randy going in an auto-tune fashion saying, I have spread disease before. Something's going down. <laughs> In the world of Warcraft. So yeah, if uh, any frog panthers who are not lazy like I am uh, could track this down, I think we would all benefit from that script. That's that we're going Okay, thanks. Love you all. Bye. Okay, uh, great call, and it really sent me on a track trek because I could not find it on my old drives. I searched mm. everywhere. I was like, man, is this lost to time? And I pinged Randy. I said, hey, do you have that old song that someone made? 
and they auto tuned yeah. our voices. And I uh, love that thing, by the way. That was uh, yeah, that was uh, long time ago. A long time ago, and it's still in my head when you know I hear Randy sometimes as I remember him before. Well, he ended up finding it. He ended up finding it in his email of all places, and um, I probably could have too, but I didn't think even look in there. Uh, but I brought it. I'm gonna play it. So it's only okay. a minute. All right. It's a minute long, but enjoy it because it's fun. Enjoy this. Here you go. I have spread disease before. Here's some of the stuff going down in the uh, in the world. I have spread disease before. Here's some of the stuff going down in the uh, in the world of Warcraft. There's one thing I want to say. Um, I have spread disease before. Go out with eight people. And you'll find that there's one or two more in your face. You have a little gerbil in the corner. In the, uh, in the world of Warcraft. <laughs> I have spread disease before. Here's some of the stuff going down. In the, uh, in the world of Warcraft. I have spread disease before. Here's some of the stuff going down. In the, uh, in the world of Warcraft. I have spread disease before. There it is, man. Classic. I love that classic. Who did who did that? Is that a Gabers? It is uh, no. It is a dude named Varian. Is the or Varian? Uh, no, Ive is the Ive spread disease. Hold on, where's the name? There it is. Just Varian. V a u r e n, which I assume is probably like a, a game name. Like his. I was going to say probably his character name. Yeah. yeah. So if he's still out there and listening, you're that thing really stuck in people's heads. Like we couldn't get rid of it. <laughs> stuck in my head, and it's been however many years. What's the date on that? Uh, you, twenty. Uh, this is twenty ten. 2010 or 09 wow. maybe something like that wow yeah it's been a bit dude it's been a it's been some time more oh, than 10 fantastic. years yeah. um here's uh and just for fun this was the other one we really liked i to play a little of it i love that one that one that's another that's good cool. one and that was from that's that was oxley who did like the intros and stuff for us back then so many talented people doing cool shit. Yeah, man. they really are. Yeah. What a time. Anyway, thanks for that. Brought a lot of memories back. Totally appreciate it. And I heard, oh, and when I found it, or when Randy found it and sent it to me, I was playing World of Warcraft. What? What? Wow. Wow. I was leveling my, pal- my paladin alt right when he said he had it. <laughs> timing. Yeah. The timing. Did you listen to it? Were you like grooving? Like, oh, totally. It was totally grooving. Herbalism. Yeah. <laughs> I got the message. I started doing this, you know? Just kind yeah. of bobbing my head like some kind of weirdo white man. It was fantastic. If if the game was for me was just just hey, for you completing quests. No, I'm saying if if World of Warcraft was just oh. completing quests, leveling my my rogue, uh, all that, and raiding with um uh, with the team, I'd be I would resubscribe right away. Yeah. The problem is, I want to be more for my team than the guy who shows up the night the raid night and hits bosses i want to bring potions i want to make sure that i've completed whatever fake busy work blizzard mm-hmm. has created for whatever you know this one like oh no you need to create you know uh, uh, create attunement uh stamps and collect those <laughs> attunement stamps and <laughs> you know the stamps like, of attunement there you go exactly but you know what i'm talking about like how there was always that other thing that you had to make sure you completed mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, you had your dailies you had to do, and you had to get. Uh, if you didn't do your dailies, it meant you didn't have the rep you needed, or it didn't, yes, it didn't have right. whatever else it right. was. Yeah, all that stuff. Exactly. You're totally right, and I, 
I spent some good years doing both. I spent some some time so busy that I couldn't do all that myself. So people just carried me through those raids. Fine, <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to be. I don't want. I don't want to feel like I'm being. You know, dragged. it sucks. I hated it. So later, yeah. like in the Cataclysm Lich King era, uh, I I was full contribution. Came with stuff. Was always there. Uh, sure. High DPS in the group. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. But I'm in the mood now. I, I'm exciting for some group content. I'm, I am looking forward to that. But um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna run meters. I'm not gonna compare my DPS to everybody. <laughs> Those days are behind me. I don't care about that anymore. Sure. I'll play my best. I'm gonna come prepared. I of want course. the gear, like all of that. But I'm not gonna like, you know. Oh, I'm 2.4 points per second off than I was exactly. the last run. Oh, yeah. I'm not right, doing that. Right, exactly, yeah. World, that world is over like for me. I had those mods. Yeah. I did those things. I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, we've got another one here about the Discord. You mentioned the Discord earlier cool. in pre-show. Uh, we're going to talk yeah. about it now because some people just don't know how to get in there, and here's the call about that. Hey, this is Tom from New Hampshire. I've been trying to figure out for the past two days how to get into your Discord. I'm part of your Patreon. I signed up recently. Love the show, love the extra stuff. It's fantastic. Just been playing around with Discord, figuring it out. I don't see a link in the Patreon app to join the Discord or anywhere on the website to join the Discord. How do I do it? Okay. Uh, first of all, um, we made it too easy almost, and that's why it's kind of hard. It's security by uh, obscurity a little bit. Yeah. But if you go to frogpants.com slash TMS, it's right there. Uh, on the website, if you go to, you just go down a little bit. Uh, there it is under more. It says Discord channels. Third thing over. That's one way to get in, um, but we don't lock it behind any kind of paywall. So anybody anywhere can get into the Patreon or into the Discord, and it's the broader Frog Pants Discord. So it's all the shows, all the stuff, all the things. Um, and you really just have to go to frogpants.com/discord. That's it. Simple. Boom, bam, bim. Mm -hmm. You're in. Mm -hmm. So I, I decided rather than you know try to do a personal reply to him, which I couldn't do anyway because it's a voicemail, yeah. um, we'd play it here, and I'd give that information again for anyone who hasn't been paying attention. So if you want part of this Discord and to hang out with other tadpoolers and like-minded folk, then go to frogpants.com slash Discord, and you're in. That's yeah. it. That's all you got to do. Simple. Easy. That may, couldn't, couldn't be any easier. No. It's just a link. And you click a box, and and yes. it says, "Do you and want to says, join this? Would and, you like to join Frog Pants?" And yep. then you're then you're in. And it's a permanent link, and there are no passwords. You just get in. All right. Exactly. Uh, Ambassador Doma, so he's saying, uh, "Where is Brian posting in Discord? I can't see what he is posting. I'm posted it in the. Uh, it's a new topic in the TMS chatter. Yeah, TMS area. chatter has like forums in there, and uh, yeah, you yep, want to click on the post. forums to see that. Some of that's so. It's not always obvious because it doesn't. It doesn't notify you when a new thread right, goes. So right. You, you have, have to, to look and see, oh, there are new threads. Ooh, I like this one. I'm going to kind of follow it. Yeah. Not even kind of, that's the term. You follow that thread and then you get uh, yeah. notifications when there are new posts to that thread. Yeah. And the Sarjas Discord has brought back forums. Um, yes. they When they made the, the ability to convert your channel to a community channel, which we did, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that included the addition of built-in forums, which we use all the time. They're all There's all yeah. kinds of stuff going on in there. Um Plus all it the regular keep Discord things, things. Way more compact. Like it keeps things nice and tidy, mm -hmm. but it means you've got to look for a couple things when you're when you're looking. Yeah, you, know, you got to uh, like you used to, to like you used to with forums back in the day. You got to go in there yeah. and look. You know exactly. Anyway, get in there. Uh, Frogpants.com/slash/discord. All are welcome, patron or not. Just get in. We'd love you to be a patron, but you know, 
whatever. <laughs> we're not we're not splitting hairs here. Um, okay, we've also been getting macaque wrong according to a phone call. <laughs> All right. And let's be and let's be clear, Scott. I got it. Well, we both got it wrong. You you said McCall or something like that. Maca, uh, I think is what I said. Macau or Macaw, yeah, yeah, something like that. And then I said, no, Scott, it's macaque. Let's right. uh, you know say it. Let, enjoy the getting to say that. But apparently, yeah. Well, we have a we have a monkey expert who wrote in or we'll, called uh, in. Get this monkey off our back. That's right. It's been peeling my hair out. Uh, here is the call in question. Hi, this is Ardo calling for the morning stream. Uh, just in response to uh, one of your guys' uh, favorite pronunciations for a monkey, uh, normally known as by you all macaque. Uh, after 12 years of working in various animal industries and zoos, as fun as it is to say it that way, uh, it's typically pronounced macaque. Although, have fun, and you do you. Enjoy. <laughs> okay. She can correct me anytime yeah. on pronunciation. I love, and it's not, it's not, you know, because she's a woman. It's because she's just so nice about it. She's it's so, so nice. much nicer than the typical, like, um, yeah, you guys, um, you're, yeah. you're pronouncing, uh, Chiwetel Elijah Four wrong. <laughs> uh, get it together. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is way. This is so much more. Honey attracts more flies or bees or whatever. The thing. What is it? Yeah, honey. You catch more flies with honey than you do with a swatter or something Wait. like that. I think it's just you catch more flies with honey. Isn't that, that it? it? Or is there more to that? Is I don't more know. That I understand the basis of it, but I don't think I have it right. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, macaque. Fine, that's fine. And yeah, funny enough, I'm watching. I was watching a nature documentary <laughs> in uh, Richard still Rattenborough. Damn funny, by yeah. the way, just as much fun to say, ah, "Look out! There's a watch out! There's a macaque in the yeah. tree." Yeah, they got we got a macaque. <laughs> eh. Oh, vinegar. That's right. Yeah, well, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar, right? Oh, is that the? Yeah. <laughs> that's the full phrase. But yeah. why would you attract? Is anyone out there trying to catch flies with vinegar? Y- yeah. is, is there somebody out there? Is there? A... Is that a thing? Maybe it is a thing. <laughs> we do. No, that. I think it was just like. Somebody came up with the phrase and said, yeah, but we need a second part to the phrase. You catch more flies with honey than, mm. I don't know, vinegar. Vinegar. Put it out there. <sighs> Just Get publish it. Get it out there, uh, Roger. Now, Roger, who's the Bartlett? Put yeah. it on out there, Bartlett. That's right. It's uh, t- it's it's uh, 2 a.m. and we're out of pizza. Just publish is what he says. <laughs> um, Red Lakes, <clears throat> I like his version better. You catch more flies with macaque. Yeah, there you go. Macaques are great <laughs> fly catchers. So this is the thing. Do you, when you get uh, fruit flies, um, yes. When when you get them, do you do this? Kim makes a little bowl of oh yeah, um, water and uh, dishwashing liquid. That's what it is. I was thinking yeah. it was vinegar, but it wasn't. It was dishwashing liquid. And then they, by the end yeah. of the day, all these little flies are in there. Wonder what they like. What are they, is, is there sugar in that, or what's the deal there? I don't know what that's. About. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I think they smell the sweetness of the the dishwashing liquid. They go in and they just it kind of bogs their wings down and they get stuck i really that's speculation so those of you getting ready to dial your phones and tell me why i'm wrong please yeah or the macaque lady she can tell us i like how she does yeah stoic squirrel says uh vinegar attracts them so you're mixing the water and vinegar like with uh apple cider vinegar oh Oh, apple cider vinegar and dish soap maybe that is oh it's all three okay i knew there was something with dish soap in it but i think it's also vinegar so vinegar so they should change the phrase you yeah, can attract exactly. more fruit flies, flies with, the with a mixture of vinegar <laughs> dish soap. Because it rolls right off you your tongue. Just vinegar alone. Yeah, rolls <laughs> rolls right off your tongue. It's simple. You put on a t-shirt. Yeah, you know, yeah. Really easy. 
Anyway, um, oh, I you know what like, I caught yesterday? What'd you I catch? caught something way bigger than a fruit fly. Oh, because um, you know I've been having problems with the uh, the squirrels, and it's not you know I love squirrels. I think they're adorable little um, rodents uh, with their big fluffy tails and the goofy way that they prance when they run sometimes, and yeah. their yeah. their knack for running part of the way in front of my cart across the street, but then changing their mind and going back instead of just going going the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the problem is they get in my new bird feeder, my my bird buddy bird feeder. Thank you, Tina, for that awesome birthday present. And um, and they both eat all my food, but knock out all the rest of the food into the yard while they're looking for that one particular sunflower seed that they want. Mm. And um, they're picking. So I refill that thing constantly, and then I'm sure we're going to get weeds from all the stuff that's gotten knocked into the yard. Yeah. So uh, I tried spicy seed mix based on some some listener uh, recommendations and um colorado uh we have so many great mexican food restaurants here uh that put their uh, leftovers in the dumpster that the squirrels here have a very high tolerance for spice so that yeah. that's just not going to work no you can't be doing that exactly um, so um you uh, so start... I got one of those little humane catchers oh that's good and it's a like a little uh little wire box and uh, there's a, a door on it that's held by a like a heavy door that's held by a metal post, and that metal post goes down the side and connects to a little rocker seesaw switch mm-hmm. that you put some food just past, so that they have to step on the little seesaw switch mm-hmm. to um, to get to it. And uh, uh, I caught two right away. Like there's a family of three that always comes to the feeder and they take turns knocking food out, knocking all the seed out, looking for the sunflower seeds. And, um, two of them I caught right away, Uh, a cracker with some peanut butter on it. Great, great bait. Got those in the, the catcher, drove them a mile and a half away to this little park where they'll have, I drove them to a farm upstate, Scott, is what I did, but <laughs> <laughs> drove them to a little park a mile and a half away, yeah. let them go. They both ran into the same tree, so I'm like, oh, I bet they'll find each other, it'll be perfect. But then I've got this one that's just been like, maybe he saw what happened, he's like, oh no, I'm just eating the food out of the feeder, I'm not going for that cracker with peanut butter on it. Mm. And... uh what if he's seen some stuff? That guy's been around. He might you know? have seen some stuff. Finally, yesterday, he succumbed to his his uh, desires for peanut butter and uh, caught him. He was adorable. He's a cute little guy and yeah. took him over to the same same tree, ran up the same tree, and I think he's uh, um, reunited with the rest of his family. Well, good. So, so you did the you yeah. did the right thing. Although I just got a voicemail from Tina. I'm going to play it. Um, this was her response to all this. We should eat those squirrels. <laughs> it doesn't sound like her at all. <laughs> it still tries so Them's, hard to do your thing. It just can't quite get it. good eating. Yeah, it's funny because that's, that, uh, you know, we've had the the clip you've played, like, or the, the AI voice with the Tina voice thing that sounded a little bit more like <laughs> Tina's voice. That one just sounds like, um, play it again. Do you have all right, a, yeah, uh, I'll play it again. Hold on. Here we go. <laughs> we should eat those squirrels. <laughs> Yeah, it it uh, I don't know who it sounds like, but it <laughs> maybe it needs to be longer. Okay, so let's try this. Let me generate a new one, and I'll do it with okay um, right. more text. Oh, this might work here. Okay, come on, come on, come on. Why is it taking so long? Oh, like it's hard. I just put in the description of the show. Uh, so TMS Frog Pants Morning Show, not like the kind you're used to. Come on, TMS come on. TMS is the Frog Pants Morning Show, but not like the kind you're used to. Join Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbett four days a week. 
Great guests, great laughs, and all kinds of stupid stuff await you here. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday for the, the latest in entertainment, <laughs> game shows, live calls, contests, segments, and yeah. much more. I found a typo, Brian. I love it. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Well done. You have a, a proofreader that's not my voice. You know what that totally reminds me of? Mm. The uh, the beginning of Solar Opposites when... Uh, uh, different groups of of aliens were given a pupa and ejected into the the, the space. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hi, I'm 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 Sorbo Corbo, and Torbo, this Torbo, is my Torbo, yeah. yeah. I love that. It's pretty good. Although, what do they do now? I haven't seen the new one, so I don't know how they do it. But does Dan Stevenson oh, do the voice now? I mean, does yes. the intro stuff? Dan Stevens does the intro, and uh, and it that's works. Me holding the pupa. Oh, I've dropped the pupa. I hate humanity it's all stupid it's, it's great because they didn't try to say hey dan stevens sound as much as you can like um uh Justin what's Roiland. Ro- yeah. Roiland. yeah uh do your own thing and they even explain why his voice is different in the very first episode it is i did see great. that i saw the tra- the the scene where okay, you first where he hear it in the throat yeah, yeah somebody put that on somewhere on facebook yeah. or something but the uh but i haven't caught up to the season yet i'm excited oh to my see god it. it's so great and and they decided not to do. Obviously, they couldn't do the same thing with the voice for um, for Rick. Right. And the person they got who does the the Rick and Morty voices is, uh, is great. Yeah, I've been two, enjoying that new season as well. Two people, by the way. The uh, two people. Yeah, yeah, they got Rick doing one dude doing Rick, and the other guy doing Morty, which is yeah interesting. It is interesting, but uh, it means that they don't have to do vocal tricks when the two of them are talking over each other. Right? That's a good they, they point. Can, they can have them together doing their voices. Oh, geez, Rick, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I think I like that better. Although, there was, isn't there a scene in a recent episode where Rick is fighting with Rick, so he kind of had to do yeah. that for himself? Yeah, there's the evil Rick. Uh, I don't know. It's evil uh, evil Morty. Yeah. Um, the eye patch Morty is uh, joining <laughs> Rick it. and Morty for another. Love it. Uh, while, while, uh, so because of that Tina trick there, I was able to fix yeah. a typo and I just finished it and checked it off. Oh, and now good. it's done. Yeah. Good. I feel good about what's happened. What's transpired here today. Well, and don't ever change our typo, Scott. Um, forever, this Google Doc that we both work in will be called the Morning Steam, as it has been for 2,556 episodes. Holy shit. Episodes. I never yeah. noticed that there's no R in there. <laughs> Well, now I have to change it, don't we? No, no, don't do it. What are you talking about? Look at it up there, looking stupid. Oh, man. 2,556 episodes. How long long have you noticed? From a long time? Uh, Yeah, for a long time. And I even mentioned it before. uh, No, I don't remember. But I mentioned it maybe about 1,000, 1,500 episodes ago. Oh, my gosh, you guys. All right, I'll leave it. It's now a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it has to stay. It's It's the morning uh, steam. Yeah. You ever Brian. change that, I'm done. I'm You're sure. out. That's how, that's how you can fire me is change that. And then I'm like, all right, fine, body. Take over. Yeah. Take over, TV's Travis. Whatever. Ice warm to your house to carry your stuff out to your car. And- <laughs> ice will show up with a cardboard box. And- yep. Yep. Yeah. I don't know your- what I give him. I give him my. Uh, you got a picture of Tina yeah. somewhere. Uh, yeah, exactly. Some yeah. kind of fidget spinner. I don't know. Whatever you got there. Um, All right, let's get to the news. we got to inform as well as entertain. So let's get to that. Hey, look, we have some news, and it's brought to you by... Brought to you by Coverville today, back again at noon. So noon Mountain Time, 12, for those people who can't translate noon. Uh, uh, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Uh, Look, Andy Partridge turned 70 this week, and uh, not only... 
Uh, does he hate performing on stage? And that's why you very rarely see XTC in concert. But he founded the band. And of course, that means it's time to do another XTC cover story. So, of course, stuff like The Mayor of Simpleton, uh, Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead, Making Plans for Nigel, Senses Working Overtime, Dear God, every single song that you love from uh, from XTC into the space uh, will be played on today's episode of Coverville, covered by other people like, um, oh, who do we got? Fairport Convention, Paul Melanson. Oh, I love his cover. Matthew Sweet and Susanna Hoffs. Um, uh, uh, who else? Uh, oh, and a cover by Andy Partridge himself. Dude does not do a lot of covers, so it's a rarity, and uh, I've got it, and I'll be playing it. Interesting. It must be yes. weird being like a, a successful songwriter, musician that doesn't like touring. Yeah. Well, that yeah, that just hates performing live. It's like Kate Bush. Um uh, she got nominated or got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but she didn't show up. And a lot of people thought, well, she's just snotty, like mm. a snob, total snob. But she uh, she hates flying. She has a fear of flying. So John Madden, that shit. That's what happened there. Yeah, well, you can't. Uh, I guess you could take a boat, a long, a long boat from uh, the UK That's true. To, to Cleveland and accept your award. Yeah, it was easier for Madden to drive because he was just here in the States, right? Like he just went game to game yeah. or whatever. He had a bus. And yeah, it's easy it. for him, except I don't know what he would have done with all of these uh, weird European uh, 7.30 in the morning games that we've been having. But Yeah, uh, yeah that's true. That is fortunately, true. we don't have to. Uh, we're, well, not fortunately. I mean, sad. We don't have John Madden to kick around anymore. But um, Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> You see what you got here with his big markers and right. shit. I miss exactly. that. Exactly. I had myself a fresh bratwurst this morning, and uh, la, 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 la. <laughs> and now Michael's like, "Okay, big guy, you smell bad. <laughs> it reeks here in the studio. It's first and one." Did you have some uh, sauerkraut on that uh, hot dog, John Madden? Because <laughs> you know those dudes are up there pitting out in the middle of a playoff game in oh, yeah. that little studio yeah. with their crappy little headphones on. They're standing up. There's no way that Madden didn't smell like a big kraut dog. <laughs> I've been riding in a bus for six weeks. Uh, get away from me. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? And he circles For the himself. first two weeks, we couldn't figure out gray water. He's like, <laughs> takes a marker, circles his left armpit. Now, over here, you can see yeah. we've got the stuff. <laughs> wavy lines. You can see these wavy lines coming <clears throat> out of my pit. That's, That's right. A these comic are st- book uh, slang for I stink. These are stink lines. Enjoy these, Al. <laughs> All right, first and two. Let's see how the uh, Packers are. We've done the whole scenario. We've done the entire yeah, play. Great. Yeah, exactly. That's the end of our play. Uh, all right, moving on so to the story. Sports talk today. I what know. the hell? <laughs> I know. It's, we've changed our whole trajectory as a show today. Yeah, yeah. Day laborers from, uh, say that a dude named Sam Haskell Jr. paid them 500 bucks to take away bags of body parts. Now, here's the. <laughs> Those are some beautiful bags of body parts, Mrs. Cleaver. <laughs> Can I help move them? Guess he's a uh, different <clears throat> Haskell. Okay. Yeah, yeah, close though. Uh, what they call him? The uh, the not the Eddie Eddie Haskell. Yeah, but didn't he have a, a nickname like? Uh, no, I thought the other ones had a nickname. Was uh, was Beaver. there a moose that were, uh, that um, uh, Wally had a friend? He had a friend who was like a only went by a nickname. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Wally's friend. yeah, Lumpy, Lumpy, Lumpy was it? Yeah, I came up with it before I saw Matuba. By the way, Lumpy. I mean, this ancient ass show predates uh, gee, us Lumpy. by decades, but. I mean, when that came out in the fifties, early fifties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was you and me coming home from school, slicing up an apple, and then watching Leave It to Beaver and I Love Lucy reruns. Before, yeah. Uh, yeah, and if you were lucky, you got uh, 
Andy Griffith. Uh, uh, yeah, Andy. I always liked Andy Griffith, and I always liked yeah. um, uh, the Bewitched. Mm. So give me some Bewitched anytime. So I don't care sure. which which uh, which, which uh, Darren Darren. I don't sure. care. I'm Darren agnostic. You're, yeah. <laughs> I don't have any. I'm, skin I'm more Darren you. tolerant. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to be with the second guy. He was a little out there, but it was a little off. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, so this is this is crazy. Because, Eggs and body parts. We really should. Get yeah, back we really to should get back to this horrible story. So <clears throat> the deal was he was he had paid them to haul trash bags. They didn't know there were body parts, and these people didn't. They're just day laborers looking for some money, paying their rent and food and everything else. They go to do it. They realize they're moving body parts. And they tried to notify police. They described uh, the bags as uh, we when we quote when we picked up the bags, you could tell they weren't rocks. The men also described the bags as soft and soggy. Uh, once the workers were a block away, they pulled over to look inside the bags. Uh, the worker said, "Quote: I started seeing body parts, a belly button. I was astonished. <laughs> of course, I felt bad. We had been tricked." He said, "Ah, oh, we've been tricked. These aren't rocks. Yeah, that's a belly <laughs> button. What the?" Yeah. <laughs> He's having his whole bags of belly buttons. Here's the worst part, and the part that makes me mad. They went back yeah. uh, to alert authorities. Uh, they added that two law enforcement stations, the California Highway Patrol and LAPD Topaganda uh, Station. Topaganda? Topanga. Topanga? Topaganda. Topaganda. That's, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's, you know, when they try and put misinformation out there, but it's really good. It's yeah. Topaganda. Yeah, it's the best, <laughs> not, not bottom ganda. Or yeah, exactly. Under Ganda? Flop, flopaganda. Flopaganda. No, that's Topaganda. <laughs> flopaganda is good. Uh, they got turned away. They just blew them off. Both police stations went, meh. We don't think you're yeah, telling us the know. truth. Whatever. Which just- sucks. It's like, uh, maybe you should have taken the bags there. <laughs> Instead of taking the bags and returning the money. Like, yeah. meh. Keep the money. Take the bags to law enforcement. Yeah, I think that would have been the way. But also... One assumes if these had not been immigrant oh, immigrant workers of a different place illegally in the country is what you're well maybe but I just think the cops didn't take them serious because they were brown people. Oh, I see what you're thinking. Saying. Yeah, I mean I don't want to swap Possible. the entire department with a, a racist move, but I could see if you had like five or six day workers coming in, all dirty yeah. and sweaty from the day working, and they walk yeah. in there and go in in very broken English. We think we found bodies. I mean. Maybe the police I, were just dicks. I, I don't know. I don't know what they, happened. The police must have been dicks, regardless of any any racism and prejudice and all that sort of thing. Uh, people come in and say they've got bodies. You're like, yeah, okay, okay, Dave whatever. <laughs> Go back to the Home Depot and wait for a truck to pull up. Oh, you just yeah, you're you're fine. Yeah, it does. It does seem like they they just assumed they were kidding or something or. I yeah, don't know exactly, but now they're in trouble because they <laughs> turned it away. <laughs> Benjamin, they they uh, they thought they were uh, telling the police about uh, belly buttons, but instead they found dicks. Oh, I think that's a good good way of putting. Not it. Yeah. bad, not bad. Anyway, yeah. not much else is known other than that other dudes now arrested and they're investigating what's going Jeez. on. I guess it's his, though to say, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going to kill all these people, chop up their bodies, put them into bags, but I'm going to have somebody else haul them off. Yeah. It is a little, that's pretty ballsy. I'm pretty sure it was his wife, maybe? Oh, really? Uh, hold I on. don't know the Sam Haskell Jr. Uh, story, apparently. Like, that, when when I saw this up there. Um, Here it is. Haskell's arrest came after a woman's dismembered torso was found outside a dumpster in a parking lot in Encino. Haskell's wife, May, and her parents, mm. Gaoshin Li and Zheng Jing Wang, are still missing. So they think maybe they're bodies. Oh, wow. So we got some kind of psycho. Son of a Hollywood exec. 
Oh, who's yeah. the who's Haskell Senior? I want to know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a, maybe it's maybe it is just Senior. Um, it just probably is Samuel Haskell. Yeah. Let's see LAPD. Oh, that's why this guy's a big deal. Yeah. So I guess we're not getting the LAPD. We're not getting the LA News here in uh, Denver because this is a big deal. But we're not hearing about it. Uh, here it is. Son of here. Hollywood agent. Um, who's the agent? Let's see. Well, Sam Haskell would be my guess. Yeah, that's my thinking. But um, <laughs> just trying to see if it's someone we should know from something. Oh, sure. Like he's he represents who who he represents basically. Oh, here it is. Uh, Emmy winning producer and Hollywood agent Sam Haskell, who served as a agent for Kathy Lee Gifford, Whoopi Goldberg, Dolly Parton, George Clooney, and others. Wow. All right. It's not a bad list. No. I don't know why Kathy it started Gifford off and, a little rough with yeah, Kathy Lee Gifford, but but it really, it really, it really picked up by uh, Clooney and Parton. By the time it got to them, it was fine. <laughs> um, let's see. Investigators also looking for two missing vehicles, including a white Volkswagen t- uh, Tiguan and a 2014 Nissan Pathfinder. All right. Hmm. Well, good luck. That sucks. That guy. That guy's a poo poo. Yeah, <laughs> total poopoo. He's a real poopoo for what he what did. What a poopoo had. Uh, let's move on to this story. Uh, an airplane crew discovered missing window panes after takeoff and had to turn around. Ooh, I don't like this at all. This is not good. <laughs> a flight from London to Orlando, Florida, had to turn around after passengers discovered that some cabin windows were missing panes after takeoff. The uh, flight leaving October 4th from London Stans, uh, Stansted Airport headed to Orlando International. Uh, was a flight just for more than 30 minutes or in the air for more than 30 minutes or just more than 30 minutes before it safely touched down according to a special bulletin. Uh, While the crew did not notice anything wrong with the plane before takeoff, several passengers reported that it was colder and louder than usual when the plane became airborne. Awful windy in here. Uh, Why are my papers blowing around like crazy? Yeah, why is is the person I'm flying with sucked to the wall and can't move? (laughs) I assume it all worked like a cartoon for them. Of course, yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, the uh, you know those things are double pain, so that's right. The outer, that's right. One of the pains was missing. It says a uh, let's see a different level of damage by the same means that sorry means might have resulted in more serious consequences. So they're glad they caught it when they did, and they went back down. Um, let's wow. see, the plane belongs to Titan Airways. It's a European charter airline. Hmm. They did not respond to comments or to questions yet. So I would have freaked me Titan. out. Yeah. A Titan. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Titan Airways. Titan. That sounds like um, we love to fly and it shows, except we forgot to put the window panes back in. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the pressure, once they would have gotten high enough, if the pressure would have been enough being single paned windows, it would have been. Um, like, blow, like blow one out and then have a real problem. Right. Sucking something out. Exactly. I mean, 30,000 feet, I assume, at the height, yeah. right? Probably. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I, they probably wouldn't have turned. Well, maybe, maybe you have to turn I mean, around. I don't it know. It might have just are. been a caution thing, but uh, yeah, yeah. I would, I would not like it if I were on that plane. Yeah, no, sir, I would. Agreed. Not. This is like that time I woke up to the smell of burning smoke in on my way to Japan. Burning smoke. Yeah, <laughs> you know, smoke that's on fire. <laughs> smoke that <laughs> was the worst. Smoke. That is the worst kind of smoke. Yeah, it turns out it's a little redundant, but but no, I woke up at like <laughs> I don't know. It was probably at least on my clock. It was maybe two in the morning or something, and we were in the middle of the Pacific, uh, going that direction, le- uh, left from L.A. Yeah, and right in the middle of the thing, I wake up at business class uh, with the dude who I flew with, who owes me eighty nine thousand dollars. Anyway. 
Um, <laughs> oh, that guy. That guy. Okay. He was such a butt. Anyway, we're laying there or sitting there, and I go, you smell that? And he's like, yeah, I do smell that. What is that? And it got really strong, and it sounded like there was a fire burning somewhere. Oh, my God. It freaked wow. us out pretty bad. And then the lady, and, yeah. the, and there were stewardess ladies or uh, flight attendants just running back and forth, so you could tell they were up to something. And finally, they found it. It was um, one of the vents. So there's fans everywhere that recycle air. And sure. one of the the vent fans for intake, I think, of air mm-hmm. pooped out and burned out and just smelled bad. Mm, so gotcha. it was never so it was basically you know, the fan blew out. But because it was an intake, all that that burnout smell was just coming into it the came cabin. to everybody. Anybody who had those little oh, nozzles God. on, you were just getting hosed. Yeah. With it. So oh, it was bad, but we never saw the smoke. So that was, that was good. God. And even so like they decided they'd keep going, right? Like they didn't turn around. Or oh yeah. Like they that. kept going. Yeah. That was, that was going, considered. Means- yeah. They, 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 it was either that. I think their only options were they could curve back up and go to Alaska, but I think they were far enough that the better thing to mm. do was just keep going and land in Tokyo. Yeah, which means that, uh, um, by the way, uh, we're not going to have any fresh air coming in on this flight. Everybody close your nozzles. And, That's right. And That's right. Now you're really going to be smelling the farts of the people around you. Yeah, I think what they ended up doing, if I remember right, the lady did talk to us for a minute because Ben asked them some question. And she said something like, it's still there. It's just not running. And there are many others like it. And they're all pulling air, so it should be fine. It might be a little less comfortable up here. And mm-hmm. so it was yeah. never really a problem, but it just freaked us the F out. Because also, we were looking at the little, you know, on your your screen in front of you. Yeah. Or maybe it was a bigger screen out here because this was back in the mid-aughts. But anyway, it shows your plane icon and where it is in relation to the rest of the planet. Dead in the middle yeah. of the ocean. Like, if we're going down, we're screwed. <laughs> you have no, like, you don't have, like, well, we could maybe go to this island or this, this, uh... No. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're stuck. I'm as likely Jeez. to see, you know the mariner out there doing water world shit it was so far out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> but anyway oh, i hated that sure. freaked me out it still does uh all oh, right yeah. here's uh here's a cool story for this guy anyway uh an arkansas man or if you're not familiar with our weird naming conventions here in the states arkansas man <laughs> arkansas man uh received the world's first whole eye transplant plus a new mm. face now, I realize that, well, sounds- that seems like a really poorly worded headline. <laughs> I know, like, it seems like they're burying the headline a little bit, right? Yeah. You got a whole Plus new, a face. new face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it looks like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. It's like saying a guy got a finger transplant plus a whole body. It's like, right, <laughs> right exactly. But anyway, yes. surgeons have performed the world's first eye transplant successfully. Whoops, camera being weird. Um, of an entire human eye, uh, an extraordinary addition to the face transplant uh, world. Which have, you know, we've had a few successful cases of that. Although it's far too soon to know if the man will see through his new left eye. The accident uh, with a high voltage power line had destroyed most of Aaron James's face and one eye. His oh, right wow. eye still works, but surgeons at NYU Langen uh, Health hoped, Health hoped, Health hoped replacing the missing one would yield better cosmetic results for his new face, whether it works or not. Um, but it is an actual donated flesh and blood eye. Wow. Just stick and a, it in, and a and probably a donated face too. Yeah, somebody else's face, which is, yeah. by the way, so much to uh, it doesn't really work like like in Face Off, such bullshit, right? That movie. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no way that this stuff just adheres to what you had, and now you got the same facial structure and bone structure as the person right, who donated right. it. No, yeah. you got this thing, this misshapen thing, smathered over your face, right? And you hope it looks okay. That's why Hannibal Lecter didn't look quite right. <laughs> that explains everything. That explains it. 
It's been a burning question for decades, and now we know. <laughs> now we know. Um, let's see. This happened. Yeah. Uh, so it feels good. I still don't have any movement in it yet. My eyelid. I can't blink it yet, but I'm getting a uh, sensation now. That's interesting. So I start to feel it. Uh, you got to start somewhere. There's a. Uh, there's got to be a first person somewhere. Added James. He's 46 from Hot Springs, Arkansas. Maybe you'll learn something from what it. Or so, from it, what will help the next person. I don't know why I'm giving him that voice. I apologize. <laughs> maybe it was the face he got. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it was the face he got. I was wondering about that. Like, uh, you know, he can, he can get away with a lot. And there's a picture of him, but he's wearing a um, an eye patch and a, uh, a face mask, like an N95 face mask. So you only really see his eye and his forehead and his ears and his lovely wife next to him. And I imagine if they, you know, if he ever says something like, uh, you know, I wish I would have married someone who could cook. And she'd be like, what are you saying? He's like, oh, sorry, that wasn't me. That was my... <laughs> That was the face. That was- <laughs> sorry, that's that's uh, part of my part of my new face. I'm sorry. I don't mean it, hun. Yeah, I didn't have resting bitch face until I got this new one. So right, sorry. Exactly. Yeah, he can he can basically get uh, <laughs> say anything he wants. I sorry, hope, sorry. I hope face. it works for. I like. Ultimately, I would love it if yeah. this dude got his eyesight back. That'd be amazing. Oh yeah, no kidding for sure. And also, good on her for sticking with him after this. You know, not that she wouldn't, but you know, some people might bail. Yeah, too freaked out about the what's going on. No, exactly. No, stand exactly. She's standing, literally standing by him in that photo, and I'm sure in in life standing by him as well. LC9 in the chat room says, "I've considered a false eye, like one with a painted pick, maybe a wow icon." So that would be cool, like uh, like the dude in uh, Last Action Hero, Mm -hmm. Charles Dance. Yeah, Charles Dance, little smiley faces he had in there. Yep, exactly, or a bullseye or something. And I assume those were big hairy hairy contacts back then, right? Like. Yeah, thick ones. yeah, the, the thick ones that uh, that stuff could all... only wear for like a minute before they start causing real pain. Yeah, that stuff's all changed now. You can get real thin yeah. stuff for acting and stuff. But um, yeah, if I was to get so people get eye tattoos, right? Mm-hmm. I would for me to tattoo an eyeball, you would have to really have a good idea for me. There's no way I'm doing this without the right reason. It just sounds like a nightmare. I can't even imagine what what a right reason would be for me to get my eye tattooed. Oh, uh, if you look them up, lots of them are just filling all the whites with black. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which I don't like at all. Can I get a, a QR code that goes to my website? Like, uh, mm-hmm. oh, hey, what's your email address? Oh, hold on. And you cr- go cross-eyed and all of a sudden a little QR code appears. Just scan this. Yeah. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah. Got it. All that right. I kind of like. There's something about that that's interesting, but I don't yeah. want the permanence of it. I don't, And I also don't want somebody with a needle in my F&I. But yeah. look at this lady chat room I just Good sent Lord. to Brian, too. Or can you believe how that? Do you get, uh, how are you going to get a job? Like, there's no... <laughs> there is no Panera on Earth that is going to hire someone... <laughs> Look, I know. So we have, you know, pretty good, pretty good anti-discrimination laws around hiring. But for I sure. still, it's going to be impossible for some yeah. old fart manager behind the desk, yeah, to to put aside what he sees. You know what I'm? It's like from a practical exactly. standpoint, what should happen? That's different. You and I agree, a hundred percent. Hire her; yes. she's probably wonderful. Who matter. cares? Exactly right. She's probably great at her job, but but we live but, in a uh, world where people see things for you know they see things. And then yeah. they go, ah, yeah. and even if they don't mean to, or it's all subconscious, probably not going to give them the job. Exactly. It's like, oh, you know, I'd like to, uh, uh, I'd like to hire you to uh, sell cars for me, but uh, you look like Pazuzu from uh, <laughs> The Exorcist. So I'm, I'm sorry, we can't hire you. Uh, freaking Pazuzu. How are we ever most supposed to take that name seriously? <laughs> Pazuzu. It's Pazuzu, the, the demon lord. 
you know, Pazuzu. Be, be, be afraid of Pazuzu. Um, I'm evil. You should meet my friend, uh, Shlamoopy. Shlamoopy. <laughs> oh, hail Shlamoopy. Look at the cool yeah, the, uh, those indent thing or the rivets. Yeah, uh, there's something I think, something I think put, is cool, but man, put little magnets uh, for whatever horns you want to wear that day. Oh yeah, right. I wonder, so I wonder if they're up. like that. Uh, up there. I feel like goat horns, <laughs> and they just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the mood for goat horns. <laughs> Click in like Kinex uh, yeah. or something. But I but just the idea of and I understand people have done it. We probably have some listening who've done this, so maybe write in and tell us. But having somebody do that, I'm sure you deaden the eye to make it so you're not moving around a bunch. Yeah. Something, but I can't. I can't imagine this. No, I can just do that by drinking a whole lot of whiskey the night before, and guess what? It'll go away later. Yeah, smoke weed every day. And then I've got a great exactly. Then I've got a great excuse. Yeah, smoke <laughs> weed every day. Your eyes will be all burned out. Right. Smoke weed every day. Do do what they tell you. <laughs> yeah. Episode, episode. All right. Uh, oh, time for 10. We better, means, we better uh, get to, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll take a break. Uh, no more weird eye stuff. Let's uh, get our body whore out of here and get Wendy in here. She'll be in here after the break. Uh, but before we do a break, we got to play a song. And I'm pretty sure you brought one. I did brung one, and uh, it's probably where this woman got all this work done on her face. A place called the House of Harm. No, that's a band from Boston. It's a trio called the House of Harm. Uh, these guys, uh, a lot of influence from late '80s, early '90s alt rock, which is great. You know, kind of right in my right in my jam. The mm-hmm. Cure, grunge, kind of mixing all that stuff. And they're from Boston, so they say macaque. Um, <laughs> this is from their brand new LP called Playground. Comes out December first. This is the brand new single called Two Kinds. Can throw the day I never lost control But I had to say It's tomorrow You can sort it out The mess you left for me And the last note Was to follow
Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. I'm a very lucky boy. I'm good as a two-pop. Michael is a psychotic child. And we've returned. I desire yes, to know the name of that band and song again. I will tell you again because your memory is as bad as mine. That's the House of Harm from their upcoming album, uh, Playground. That is a new song called Two Kinds. Nice. Two kind. I like two kinds. Choice two kinds. is the, the spice of exactly. life. Exactly. Who wants one kind? I don't want I want two kinds. Thank you very yeah. much. Right? All right. Here's this. I'll explain the situation to Wendy. Don't worry. Oh, good. My sister Wendy, Wendy Dunford, smart lady extraordinaire and also a therapist. She helps people all the time with real problems. Also calling you a lady makes you sound really old and I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, lady. lady. Oh, lady. Hello, lady. Do you ever get called you ever get called ma'am or any of that? Oh, yeah, all the friggin' time. Mm. Don't call me ma'am. Mm. If I'm in the South, I love it. If I'm not in the South, don't do it. No, in the mm. South, there's such a nice, um, 
Like yeah, you can be twenty and being called ma'am, it's fine. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird how down there it sounds great and you kind of want it, but then outside of the yes, U.S. Yeah. South, it's annoying and patronizing. Oh, um, you get people in the lift all the time who call me sir. It's like, oh, thanks for the ride, sir. I'm like, oh, sir. Yeah, I don't like sir either. You really don't know me. No, you don't. You don't know me at all. My my temporary okay. drive person that's driving for me somewhere. For a second, I was like, Brian, why are you saying the English? British word for elevator. Do you know oh, elevator? <laughs> he meant See, lift, it's, lift. It's either people don't think that I'm uh, weightlifting or that I'm getting in an elevator. It just, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a horrible name. Yeah. Lift. You just, very funny. Give me you, a lift. Because you should yeah. be in the lorry providing right. a lift. Right. I'm in a lorry providing a lift. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Um, well, it's good to have you here, Wendy. I, I wanted to um, ask you one other thing. What was it? Um, oh, Tattooing your eyes. What under what circumstances oh. would you ever let them tattoo an eyeball of yours? Who's them? I just say. Let's just say. I don't know. For whatever reason, <laughs> society's like. You know, we only trust um, uh, mental uh, mental health experts with uh, if they have a little tattoo in their eye. It's a oh, new my. thing. It's a new thing. We're recommending it from the top down. <laughs> you come up with some weird hypotheticals. I know. You really have to park your brain at the door for this one. But let's just say it became a mandatory, not mandatory, but a very much encouraged thing for your career. Sure. Would you Would you do it or would you switch gears? What would you do? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have the context uh, of our previous tattoo thing. I don't know. Thing, Wait, you tattoo like a word, like a symbol yeah, or a could color? Be, could be. You well, know, I'm, I think... After thinking about it for a while, I'd like to do like like a spiral out from from my <laughs> eyeballs iris, mm-hmm. so that it looks like I'm Mesmero or something like that. Like, That's oh. cool. That's cool. I just want whatever tattoo happens to make my vision better. So, oh, if maybe that's no. for, uh, done. I'll now do that. that's interesting because then I then I would see because I've had somebody cut into my eyes when I had those early onset yeah, cataract crap, and it was amazing. Changed my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for the better, even though it was. Stuff that only eighty-five-year-olds are supposed to have done. <laughs> now let's anyway. be clear: if the world ever comes to that, for me to do my profession, I need to have a tattoo in my eye. Yeah. I I don't know if I want to still be yeah. around. Yeah, you'll yeah. probably do something else, right? I'm with you. Actually, if you're doing that in that profession, then imagine what everything like the whole world's going to be pretty screwed up. This. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of problems. Yeah, that's that's why you know the the playground taunt stick a needle in my eye was considered a negative <laughs> because you don't want because <laughs> you don't want to. Oh, die. that was a pejorative back. I didn't understand. Yeah, it was like oh. Oh, it was, no, you thought it was like a, a fashion prediction for the twenty uh, the mid twenty twenties. <laughs> Shows what I know. All right. Well, anyway, let's get to this. We got an email this week that Wendy got and then yeah. sent it here, and then now we're going to read it. Um, by the way, I checked on mom. She's sleeping on a couch. She sits up straight, sleeping all night. Did you know this? Have you talked to her? Yes. Yeah. What? Because of her ribs. She can't lay down. Oh, gotcha. And so she's sleeping. Healing. She's sleeping propped up. My grandmother did that for a long time, slept uh, propped up. In yeah, a chair. she's she's it doing it because of her, just because of this rib thing. But I, I assume that it will, it is feeling better, she said. But I assume yeah. when it feels much better, she'll be able to go lay in a normal way. But yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's just sitting there watching our programs. You know, letting the world go by, whatever. You're 85, you do what you want. programs, okay. Anyway, uh, let's get to this email. Is there anything you want to say about it before I read it, or just go? Uh, No, I got lots of thoughts. All right, here we go. This is from somebody who said we can use his name, so we'll say this is from Mike. He says, our 25-year-old daughter, this is like in my age range, I guess, because I have a Mm 25-year-old daughter. Our 25-year-old daughter uh, has come to her mother and me to say that we are emotionally abused or that we emotionally abused her as a child 
and we are the reason why she has anxiety and isn't able to figure out how to be an adult. We've talked about it, and we can't think of anything we did that feels out of the ordinary other than, uh, or sorry, ordinary than other parents, I think is what he meant. Well, ordinary than any other parent. Oh, than any other parent. Parent, why did I need an S, Scott? Go I back don't know. To sleep. I don't know why. No one knows. An example, <laughs> an example she gave is that we forced her to try out for sports when she wasn't particularly great at them. That made her feel very self-conscious uh, with her peers. That's why we wanted, or see, that's why we wanted her to do sports in the first place to help her overcome those fears. Shouldn't a parent help try uh, or try to help their kid do things that they don't want to do? Question mark. My dad didn't want me to quit basketball. Or baseball, rather. I don't know why I put another sport in there. <laughs> when I wanted to. And even though I didn't play past high school, it really helped me learn things like teamwork and working hard. How did we go wrong? And what can we do to repair our relationship with her? From hmm. Mike. Uh, yeah. So this is, this is um, I won't say it's every parent's nightmare, but there is a, there is a fear when you're oh, raising gosh, your kids. Yeah. Like, okay, we're doing, we think we're doing good. We got this going. And, and even if you did all your best things, that they will somehow hit a weird thing in their life and go, I, I hate working, therefore it's something my parents did, and then they're going to blame you for it or, or something like that. I felt those kinds of fears before. Turns out they were unfounded because sure. my kids are fine, but yeah, that was, that was a thing. So I feel bad for them because that's kind of one of my you worst You never nightmares. want your child to come to you and say, you, you guys traumatized me. Yeah, uh, it sounds so awful. As a kid with such and such. It's like, oh my God, we were you know, just trying to be helpful or we, we obviously wasn't our intent. Yeah, and it's obviously yeah. if they really did do something to harm you or uh, you know, cause, cause physical or mental harm or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then that's one thing. But if it's just, I don't know, you were kind of lame or you, you weren't cool like somebody else's parent, whatever the reasons may be. I and mean, it just sounds awful to have this be told to you. So anyway, where do you want to yeah. do, Wendy? Where do you want to go? Okay, so um, it's evident you two are not... <laughs> Well, okay, let's back up. I don't, I I need like a thousand more points of uh, information to to do this Mm -hmm. email correctly. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm not going to, we're not going to get that. But we almost want, you almost want this, uh, a parallel email from the daughter. Oh, that'd be great. I'm guessing she doesn't listen to the show. (laughs) You guys traumatized me by, traumatized me by making you write to your podcast friends. (laughs) You're always making me do things. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So I'm going to extrapolate quite a bit. And so just, sure. I got a lot of liberty. I'm taking a lot of liberties this one with this one take, based take on those liberties. Yeah. Okay. I'm taking these liberties because I just had a, a call this morning with a client who's like a very extreme version of this. And so I'm probably going to side with the kid more than Mike. And that's going to maybe throw this person off. So everyone just mm-hmm. grain of salt. I don't, I don't have enough information. And first of all, we can do this though. We can empathize like you guys just did with the parents' position mm-hmm. of I did my best. I am did not mean to harm you. Yeah. And also you're complaining that I made you play sports. Like I really that cannot be really what you would consider emotional abuse. Like you can imagine all the things Mike is thinking and his wife is thinking, like, what? Mm-hmm. How is this happening? Okay. Yeah. 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 So Let's stay f- stay with that position for a moment, and then we're going to switch you, Rue, and then imagine uh, the daughter's email. That's good. Um, good to see but let's sides. just yeah. yeah. So we'll start with this though. You know what what that's like. So there's a couple components I'm imagining are at play here, and some might be uh, 
culturally contextual, right? So for example, these are Gen X or boomer, we'll say boomer just to just to be rude to boomers. Okay. But <laughs> older parents who who did not probably talk a lot about their feelings. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we have is a bit of a generation divide of like this kid's coming and using therapy words at me, and maybe they don't have any experience themselves with therapy words or that you could just talk about those things. And I could guarantee Mike's father and the whole baseball thing was maybe a one conversation. (laughs) No, you're playing. Okay. (laughs) And that's, you know, the extent of the rights and privileges of kids to express their feelings and then have that affect parents. It's just less. It just was, that is it there. That was a, it's a different time. Okay. So we can have lots of compassion for that. That is the frame of reference. Someone is coming from in parenting. Um, and then you would be pretty annoyed at all the therapy speak. Like uh, I'm, this is my world, and I find it annoying sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, okay, yeah, you you're not being gaslit. That's not what this is. Like, because it is so sort of TikTok ubiquity. It's just around. Everyone's hearing it. And here's here's my overarching theory about that is, um, if you've taken an abnormal psych class pre-internet, and you'll know what I'm talking about. In an abnormal psych class, you read things you've never known existed, and you're like, whoa. And then you diagnose everyone in your life, including yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I have that. Oh, okay. It's that makes sense. It's kind of like that the WebMD searching when you have a totally. headache, and you see the, the whole list of what mm-hmm. it could be, and then all of a sudden you start assuming it's all these other things. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And then it is just algorithmically, you know that word, shoved mm-hmm. in your face over and over and over again if you even watch one video. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So now you are being told in a relentless tone that you are ADHD or you have autism or, you know, these other things in the sense that it's like a horoscope. You kind of relate to bits of things, right? But then if you really got tested, you're going to find, oh, no, I don't have some of these things. But you're going to feel like you do, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea if that's where the daughter is coming from. I just would assume she has more access to um, sort of mental health online version than her parents did mm-hmm. and has maybe struggling with some stuff in her life and is trying to find the source for some of it, which living an adult life is difficult. And especially maybe 25 is, is a nice round age for a little quarter life crisis <laughs> where you're like, Oh, life is hard. And I got to do my dishes every day. You know, like some of that stuff just kind of can land on you. You're finished with college. Maybe you got your first job. Maybe you're, you know, whatever you're doing, maybe it's hitting home. And so you're starting to have some feelings, et cetera, and you're trying to find sources. And then the internet will tell you if you're around any other young person, because the algorithms get shared that you are, uh, this is going on for you, right? Mm-hmm. And your boomer parents don't understand you and they probably did something wrong. Okay. Right. I'm not saying that's all mental health on social media, but it definitely can be. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. And so Mike might be realizing, oh, this kid thinks we emotionally abused her because we did some maybe normal parenting things. Oh, what, you know, what do we do there? So let's just start with it's possible you were not emotionally abusive and we're misusing words and we're thinking things, we're all in an abnormal psych class, okay? Um, What to do then? And then I'm going to flip it and talk from her perspective and then say what what she might need her parents to actually do. Right. Um, okay. So 
I want to put you two in this position really quick. You're the parent. Mm -hmm. This is what your kid is saying to you. Tell me your first gut knee jerk. Don't try to sound good reaction. Go. Mm. <laughs> don't try to sound like like uh cool. you know yeah um i'd be stunned i'd be like yeah oh for sure i wouldn't know what to say yeah. i would probably be quiet I for mean, a I while would, you know i would my initial pro- thing would probably to be defensive like oh my god no we were just trying to do the best for you i'm sorry that you know i'm sorry that it, it didn't work or it didn't turn out um like we planned but i don't man i'd need to know more about the the figure out how to not or you know not being able to figure out how to be an adult like what mm. aspect is mm. there of that and how is there more that she's not saying that mm-hmm. is giving her anxiety than just the sports thing every every parent makes their kids do soccer or makes their kids or do something yeah something exactly there becomes a, you know you want to there becomes yeah. a time where you have to I totally agree with Brian it comes comes a time where you have to um, I don't know how to how to explain this. Like we, I'll, I'll give you a quick example. Phoebe's been sick this week, and mm-hmm. Taylor got really worried about what it was because her poop was gray, and that's a bad sign. I mean, mm-hmm. something's up with the liver, but if she's not jaundice, it means it may not be anything serious. And then she had this horrible chest thing, and it just seemed like a lot of problems all at once. And yesterday, she was really lethargic and kind of wouldn't move. And she is a very active kid, so mm-hmm. she was just sort of laying there, and it freaked her out. She called us, and Kim's advice was, we'll take her to an Instacare because they're good at this. If it's RSV or something, that that they're fully equipped to handle this. And you know, this is the kind of thing you would go there for. If it escalates or needs something more, then they'll tell you that, and then you'll go do it. But Taylor was like really freaked out and was like, well, I'm going to the ER. I just, don't, I just want to be sure. And so she did. And it turns out we were, we were 100% right. It was just, it's viral. It just has to go through her system. And is taking a day or two longer than usual, but it's just a nasty little virus. Van has it too, and he has a fever. So does she. And the doctor's like, she'll be fine. Lots of fluids, that sort of stuff. Get her to drink water. And then Taylor was like, well, crap, it wasn't nearly what I thought. I'm going to spend 1500 bucks for an ER visit versus 50 for the, you know, where I was, if I'd have gone to the Instacare, blah, 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 blah. And it just reminded me that that would have been an opportunity for me to go, told you so, or we know some things. Parents aren't stupid. You know, we, we our, our advice is based on experience. You know, we could have done all that, but we can't do that anymore. And mm. here's a better example. Taylor once sat me down. It was weird because I this never happened. She pulls me aside. She goes, Dad, I need to talk to you. I'm like, okay, what's up? She goes, a lot of times I'll share like really fun pictures of the kids. Like mm-hmm. here they are at the house playing or here's her first laugh or Here's her trying to learn the word, you know, cracker or whatever. And and I'll see those. And my immediate in, in, instinct is to go, oh, my gosh, I have to share this. This is so great. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'll put it up on social media of various kinds. And she says, I need you to just ask me before you do that. And I mm-hmm. went, my, and so here's, here's, here's the part that this reminds me of. My gut went, I want to be defensive and say, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. it's fine. That's not I a do it because I'm proud of you. I'm, and I'm, I'm proud of you. I love the kids. I want to share it with my friends. You know, I could have said all yeah. that. And I had to, this is the first time I really had to face this. I went, crap, this is no longer my prerogative. This is no longer my mm-hmm. imperative. It's hers right. and hers and Dylan's. And when, and if they feel this way, 
I the only way for this to be dealt with, there's no other way to do this and for me to go, oh crap, I'm so sorry, I didn't know, and I will make sure to do that from now on and then really make an effort to do that. And it took all I had because I was feeling very defensive. I was like, well, wait a minute. I'm not, you're acting like I'm some kind of, you know, posting weird pictures of kids that makes me weird or, you know, something like that. Like what's, you know, I got really, those feelings were back there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I had to stop and go, well, wait a minute. Even if she's wrong, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, exactly. At yeah. this stage, those days are gone. When she's 10 and I say, don't touch that, it's too hot. That was my job. It's not my job anymore, right? She and a feeling to- and a reaction to feeling is never wrong. The The cause of it might be something deeper or something different than what they're telling you. They may not even know what the real cause is for their their frustration with that or their upsetness about that or that sort of thing. No. So the feeling is never wrong. It's the, you know, um, they may not know what the real cause of it is in this case. Like you may not know they, she may feel traumatized by the being forced to, to play sports, but there might be some other things that are causing the anxiety that the parents did that maybe she hasn't even realized yet or, yeah. or maybe doesn't feel like she can talk to them about yet. Yeah. And I would, I have to admit if my, if our parents, Wendy had forced me to do sports, because I hated sports when I was younger, mm-hmm. but I was tall and probably should have played something. Um, and I actually agree with some of these ideas that sometimes team sports is good for you and you know mm-hmm. you can learn leadership skills and coordination skills, all that stuff that's yeah. all true. But if they'd have made me do it, I would have resented it. I would have been mad. Right. So yeah. anyway. I mean, I was made to play soccer and, uh, and it just made me realize I don't like soccer, playing soccer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just I'm, deepened your, your distaste. Yeah, that's um, right. Exactly. No, I hate Palin. And, and Scott, my work here is done. You guys, I got it. So, <laughs> so was, that, was that what you're supposed to do? Because I, I still, to this You've moment. You've well, Wendy. Yeah, I, yes, I know. Because I, I still, at this moment, had this, uh, I, was, I had some unsurety about it because I just didn't want to. I don't. What was most important to me was my relationship with her and her kids, yes. and whatever it meant yeah. to to keep that whole was enough for me to park whatever my ego wanted me to say. And even then, it wouldn't have been that. You know, I would have probably just said, "Oh, well, I'm not trying to. I'm just you know sharing." But but instead, it was just like, "No, you know what? Just be okay with it. Be okay yeah, with that. Right. Be okay with her saying the ER is the only way I want to do this yesterday. It's okay." It's a and it's a big jump from uh, having a lot of influence to having feeling like you have have to walk on eggshell. Kind you have of to just influence. catch yourself. Yeah, yeah. You have to. And yeah. Amisha said this once. She she's in, hangs out with all these running ladies, and they run all the time. And they're all what ten years older than her or something. And so they'd all had kids get married before Misha's kids got married. And she said the the advice they just repeated relentlessly when my kids started getting married was. It's just time for you to shut up. That's mm-hmm. your whole job now is to like, just stop talking. <laughs> kind of like your influence really shifts suddenly and it is meant to, it is meant to, it's just can come real at like an alarming pace. Right. And so, mm-hmm. so suddenly like you don't get to decide what they're doing because they are adults. And at the same time, they have to figure out adulting. So Scott, if, Honestly, can we all just take a moment of silence for a fifteen hundred dollar ER visit? I know. Good night. What I country know. do yeah. we live in? I know it sucks. Right. It's the worst. Um, but that is a fifteen hundred dollar lesson she would not have learned any other way. You learned 
probably in back in the day, $150 lesson um, for the same thing. And <laughs> well, it wasn't and the forties. I mean, it was still pretty, I think I, I was the, the one time we but took Nick to the ER. Was trade a donkey for, for uh, medical advice. <laughs> it was like a thousand or something when we took Nick, it was still pretty high. It's but stupid. the idea, I mean, Nick is your third kid and you, he was, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you figure it out yeah. as you go and, and everyone has an ER. This is, <laughs> this is why we don't go. Yeah. This is why everyone, my kids have like crooked lips because they split their lip. I'm like, you're fine. <laughs> you just can't. It's hard, right? Okay, but yeah. that idea of like, all right, so uh, there is something going on here. And Brian, is you're exactly right. We don't actually know what it really is. If mm-hmm. at 25, you haven't been made to play sports since seventh or eighth grade, and that's what you tell your parents, what you are really telling them is something very different. You just only know how to say those words. Right. So it's kind right. of like art. Art doesn't exist unless you can see the negative space, right? right. The <laughs> negative space is the thing this person is saying without, without saying those words. And that's right. tricky. So you're both still called on to be parent and be wise and try to navigate this. And at the same time, lose a bunch of your influence. Um, and I'm going to... Um, I haven't thought this through, so just, you know, grain of salt again. Mm, Lots sure. of salt today. Sure. Um, <laughs> a whole shakerful. Is kids do not rebel the way they used to. There is a lot less teenage um, I'm doing it my way and, you know, yeah. sort of angst. A lot more kids are just hanging out with their parents and having a good time. That their actual rebellion, which is a necessity. It's not, rebellion doesn't have to be the thing, but it's individu- individuating. Like you have to be a separate person from your parents. How do you do that? Mm. And teenage earlier stuff is a little more violent version of that, right? But mm. there is a 20-something version of this that c- c- continues to happen. So here's a great example. Abe said to me the other day, <laughs> um, we're going to do a whole episode on Abe's roommate, you guys. Sweet. Wow. wow. I'm Can't looking wait. forward to that. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Wow. Do we need to dedicate? Uh, how long do we need to dedicate? It's going to be a weeks. Show? Like, it's yeah. super <laughs> it's gonna rough. It's another, another multi-part. Uh, uh, I love it. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, it's so bad. Uh, anyway, don't room with a stranger. Let's just say that. Okay, anyway, but I was talking the other day, and he said, hey, if you happen to look at my account, and there's $75 from Texas because my – buddy's girlfriend sent me money so I could put together a package for him for his birthday. And I was like, Abe, do you think I look at your bank account? <laughs> he's like, he goes, well, I assume every parents, all parents do that. And I said, no, parents that don't trust their kids might. <laughs> and he's like, you don't? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, now go buy drugs, whatever you want to do. You have the freedom. No, just kidding. But just that idea of like, he, he is surrounded by 18 year olds. And I get it. They're dumb and they're going to make mistakes, but this is his own money. People, this isn't money. I give him, this is his own money. So it's none of my business. He's an adult now. It's hard to say that sometimes, but it's true, but he is alone. He is alone. And, and that is hard for him sometimes. Like, why don't, does it mean you care? I'm like, Oh, it means I care deeply, but you also showed us you, we could trust you from 16 on with your own money. He's like, Oh, okay. Now, it sounds like I'm bragging and I am because I'm really proud of this. <laughs> like I'm really proud of this because, and this is what makes me sad actually, is that there's probably other kids in the same boat where they manage their own finances and they, they you know, maybe have good heads on their shoulders or whatever. Now I'm, I'm never letting Pete manage his own money people. So it's not like all my kids have got it. I'm, it's not just a parenting thing. It's a person thing. Right. And so, but the reality is he is surrounded by kids who don't have a lot of adult things 
And when I tell you about his roommate, you'll die. But a lot of adult skills and they are, you know, being launched out in the world. And as they're doing that and scrapping with, I'm trying to navigate college or my first job or living on my own or paying rent. And I also have to do all this laundry. And when do I change my bed sheets? You know, like things they just have to learn. Mm -hmm. So much of it is happening later because parents have been so, um, let's say careful with their kids, right? Did they, and get, so did they get amplified too by the pandemic and some kids moving back absolutely. in? And all, that, yeah. all sorts of all sorts of grace for this people. I this is not a clear like I'm judging all the parents who just didn't they, because you're worried about your kid. They're living through a pandemic. You're like, you know what I need to do? Make you scrub toilets. Like you maybe never thought that. However, never having them scrub a toilet means they don't know how to scrub a toilet. So you do have this sort of this is normal and adults have to learn to how to adult. And then suddenly they're 25 and they're really struggling mm. and they, who do they blame? Well, they blame the, the handler, <laughs> like yeah. who handled all this for me. Right. Yeah. Who made, right. And so a parent's hearing, Hey, you made me play basketball or soccer or tennis and I hated it. And it's your fault. I feel these ways. So it's the things they're not actually saying, like Brian said, they can't maybe even access what it really is. So this is very tricky. So my advice to Mike and his wife are to do what Scott did actually, which is to feel whatever that reaction is of just like you whippersnapper, whatever you want to feel <laughs> and kids these days and get it all out of yeah. your system somewhere else. Yeah, and then, but not, but not at her. Yes. But not at her <laughs> and do the thing of, I really like, really want to understand this. So one of the things, Brian, you did, and this is why it's probably not going to happen to you, is because you you were immediately curious, like what is really happening? And so if you can imagine coming at that conversation with curiosity, with openness, mm -hmm. with apologies, with, I, you know, I am so sorry. Not, yeah. I didn't mean to do that and you know it. You know, you can't still parent the old parenting style and get a different re return, right? right? So this kid is coming at you without a full developed way of talking to you because maybe they don't know how that hasn't been practiced. You don't know how to do that together. Well, there's only so, one desired that return. Could be part of the not hundred percent, right? And there's uh, only one 100%. return you want. The one return you want is your relationship to be not only intact but a thriving one. So if yes. you want that, you really desire that. The last thing you want to do is get accusatory and back into a corner because that is earning you none of the things I just said. If you want the yeah. stuff I said, mm -hmm. in yeah. the position you're in now, they're not five anymore. Back then you could say, no, you can't go there. Grab your stuff and let's go because that's what the, the that's the deal that's then. That's the deal. But that's yeah. not mm -hmm. the deal now, right? But if you, like many of Abe's 18-year-old college freshman friends, like parents are still doing that, right? Yeah. They're still... Mm -hmm. Where, where are you? I'm tracing every step. And technology has made this so much easier, <laughs> Yeah. right? Yeah. So then the actual, and here's where I'm going to jump up to the 25-year-old side. Um, here is where they didn't choose any of that. They didn't ask for you to parent the way you parent. They, they are just a product of one fun night. <laughs> yeah. And here we are. <laughs> and there is a lot of pressure from parents on kids and we've talked about this in various forms before to, for the parent to live through their experience. And half the time, it's not even just like a fun version of that. It's a don't die. Like right. you're a, such a yeah. close extension of me. Do not make my life harder or worse. I care about you so much. I'm terrified. Yeah. And fear as a parenting strategy will let lead you to a lot of 
um, inability to sort of let a kid stumble or figure things out themselves or some of those just so natural things that need to occur. So then we have these sort of moments of reckoning. Um, and so this kid didn't choose any of this. It's just what, you know, she got. And, and there's no way that this conversation is all about like, Hey guys, just apologize for making me play sports. Right. Right. Yeah. It also might be, yeah. Yeah. It's never that, but it also might just be like, Hey, this is a great sign that she's even coming to you Mm -hmm. to say Mm -hmm. any of this. Right. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. true. And so see it as a branch. She's reaching out to build real connection. And this is where sometimes older folks haven't done any of their own work on their own stuff. And so when a kid comes at them with any kind of feedback, they're just not ready. And they react pretty immature, which, so I'm going to steal a line he had here, which was my dad didn't let me quit baseball when I wanted Mm to, right? That feeling is legit and real, which is like, I didn't have a chance to have all this emotional space. And so when a kid comes up with you asking for emotional space that you've never been allowed, never given yourself, never figured out how to grieve or mourn or heal, it's going to be way triggering to the kid in you that never got any of this crap. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, how do I actually meet my kid who's having an emotional need when I don't think I ever got my I didn't get that when I was a kid myself. Yeah. Yeah. And it isn't petty. It's not like a keeping score. It's a capacity, Mm. right? Yeah. I don't know, even know how to do that because I've never been able to. Basically, parenting is just giving your kids the, uh, well, partially, of course, giving your kids the experience of things to do and things not to do for when they become parents. That's all, that's really basically all we do as parents is here's, here's all the things that were done to us, uh, as, as kids. (laughs) Um, some of the things we learned not to do from our parents, some of the things we learned to do because our parents did the opposite, et cetera. Um, use this to become parents yourselves and, uh, uh, you know, to take either learn from what we did wrong or learn from what we did right. And, uh, yeah. And that hard. right there, if, is, if they choose to become parents, obviously. Yeah. yeah always a choice. But here's the thing that for generations, that's not a choice. It's just now a choice. And that is, that's wild to think about mm. is that there is enough shift in the zeitgeist that people have pursued other options instead of just felt guilty constantly. <laughs> like it's pretty, like and what it is, and Brian, you're describing it really well. Is every generation gets a little better with this yeah. stuff? Yeah. And with each generation, and this is very American centric as we're talking, right? Like I'm very aware of that. There are other cultures that is, this is going to be really different. Sure. Um, how this works. Um, and and so like okay, so you take kids who have more access to the words, maybe to therapy, maybe to like. I'm going to think about things slightly differently or trying to understand why they feel like crap about certain stuff. And, you know, if there's one thing that's true in all therapy, somehow it boils back to your mother and your father (laughs) of, and it's not because they've done it all wrong or they're terrible people, but they are a piece of the puzzle. And, and this is where those generational things kind of show up. Right. So just the other day I was talking to a client who we could trace the angry men in his family because we were talking about, oh, angry man, dad, angry, grandpa, angry. Mm-hmm. We kept going back until, you know, he knew enough about his like family history. He had um, his great great grandfather or whatever fought in the Civil War. And they have some letters that, I mean, 
the trauma of that dude's experience and then coming home and parenting, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have, we don't know, maybe his father was angry too. We don't know, but we do know we can trace back some behaviors, some tendencies, some history to, to trauma that existed a long time ago. Um, and then just skill set. So I like to think of trauma as disrupting skill set growth and development. And so you, you may have parents, and this is where if um, the 25-year-old was writing this email and giving us very different details, um, it may be something like this where the parents are actually have fairly immature responses. So this, the guy wrote it to make him look good. So this is where I don't know. I'm making this up. So sorry, Mike. Um, Mm. But he wrote it to make themselves seem a little bit like the victims and kind of like open to what do we do? And that's great. I hope that's all authentic. Right. But it also might be because we all do that. We all write ourselves in the, I don't know, understand why would they be mad at me? (laughs) Part of the story. Mm. Um, And it may just be that they're, development um, and their own history and their own unresolved stuff means that they are somewhat immature as a parent. And so when that, that young person running into an older person who cannot abide a conversation, cannot get curious and is defensive and blames back, it's usually because it's hitting some underdeveloped part of them. Mm. And so I mean, sorry to repeat myself forever, but everyone take out your own garbage. And that is the answer. So Mike, the answer for Mike is for he and his wife to dig deep and really figure out what they can take responsibility for and then what they really want. And do they want this connection and what, you know, and then be humble as hell (laughs) because the other person in this equation is still the child. Even though they're an adult, they are the child, which means they still need you to act like grownups. Mm. And, and for, I mean, I will meet people in their fifties who need their 75 year old mother to just be grown up for once. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because, and when we get real curious about mom and dad's history, or we get really curious about like, okay, what is this dynamic? There's, there's a lot of healing that can take place and a lot of softening that can take place and a lot of relationships that can be saved. There is a bit of a, um, I didn't look at the numbers, I forgot to do this, but a bit of a increase in just like people cutting people out of their lives. Like I don't talk to my family or my parents anymore, mm-hmm. just sort of this. And, and it, a lot of it is what we're talking about right now is that inability to then bridge the gap and work it through. Yeah. Sometimes it it feels like it's a lot easier to say, uh, it's, I don't want to reach across with an olive branch. It's way easier for me just to live my life and not, we have, we have some people in my family, uh, on my dad's side that aren't speaking and haven't spoken a mother and a daughter, um, or parents and a daughter. And, uh, they've even got a new grandchild that they haven't even seen yet because neither Mm -hmm. one of them, wants to or can feels like they can make the effort to reach across yeah. and and say you know and and mea culpa yeah, yeah. and it's hard it is heartbreaking and it is and it's what's what's frustrating from my perspective is i think therapists will often you know be supportive in any of those decisions as you should be right without maybe um applying some of the harder skills and work for that for that person. Now, do not get me wrong. There is abuse. And then there is family, you know, we argue over politics or we don't get along this way or someone offended me here or there, right? There's, there's Mm -hmm. that form of immaturity, right? But then there is obviously very difficult things. So I am not referring to that stuff, but more of the, 
we're all in psych class now and I have this thing and you never got me help. And, you know, sort of instead of, Hey guys, let's work through this together. Cause I'm telling you the hardest work to do mm. is to get a family on speaking terms. Like it's a thousand times more work than it is for me to sit with one person and be like, yeah, your parents suck. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> right. And so you get it. I get it. I do. It's, it's not like an overall criticism. But I just think it's, it's becoming more common because it is difficult. There's more things we find ourselves divided on. And then the maturity feels like it's just kind of clearly dropped. So what I'm excited for, here's what I'm excited for, okay. is when Gen Z are parents. Yeah. <laughs> I know we all think the world's end is going to be over by then. But <laughs> I think like some emotional intelligence that in theory they have, now they're going to have their own version of problems with this, right? Every generation does. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But there's always a kind of an improvement. And so we'll see. Um what happens to these kids who had their emotions validated or to the parents who did the therapy and healed from their childhood trauma? Like, I mean, I keep, I think about it all the time. Is there anyone a billionaire that listens? That'd be really great. No. Can I have, I wish I have a half a billion dollar idea. Um, I think I've mentioned <laughs> it on this show before, but I would really, really love to just have a town that got, Every single person in the town had free therapy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just see what happened. And, like they do this with other just, stuff sometimes. It's like, um, mm -hmm. what did I read just about follow recently? It for a couple generations. Yeah, yeah. Just do as a as like a social test, but yeah. you got, why not? It's got to be one of those like manufactured little um, little towns, like in Florida. Yeah. There's there's those ones yeah. in Florida that are like. Oh with silly God. names like Discovery Florida or something like that, where yeah, you could kind of close them off, yeah, yeah. give them all therapy, see how they do, and then just and then just uh, let you them just have a lot of grandparents yeah. uh, realizing <laughs> that their grandchildren are not just props, yeah. but they are right, actual right. people they should get to know. Yeah, I I would love that. So any billionaires out there, yeah, I'd love to start this. Uh, any cities want to raise your hand? I'd be happy to organize yeah, this. You, I just think it'd are be you volunteering to be the uh, the therapist? Now, would you have to cut yourself off from the outside world as well? And oh. No, no, no. I would be the chief. Uh, uh, like, <laughs> I would coordinate the therapist. So you I'm, get to step in and outside of the dome, but they oh, don't. Yeah, yeah. No, therapists the, aren't in the dome either. They couldn't be, right? You'd be they, the they can't you'd be the, the benevolent yeah, cult, the cult it's leader. It's all telehealth, right? Yeah. Because that that makes it possible that you are not interfering and you're not, you know, um, yeah. but you are. <laughs> and they're all trained in like the same model. I would be so fun. Mm. Yeah, I, I have some recommendations for some towns that really could use yeah, that. Yeah, do you have some towns that could, could <laughs> use that? I'll send you a list. Yeah. It'd be wild. And I can imagine yeah. that the cost that that would cost versus like maybe some other ways we have to spend money to try to help towns. Yeah. <laughs> it would yeah. be really interesting. They'd be like, whoa, we're doing this. This saves a lot of money. Also, consent. Like so many people would be like, no, go away. But it would be yeah, really fun. Right. Yeah. There <laughs> no, was um. <laughs> Uh, oh my God, I'm trying to find the statistic, but a recent statistic for people in the dating world say they would much rather date someone who's had therapy than like, there was some other, uh, let's see here. Um, you got to find the. And where's. Um, I could see this. Has an animal. <laughs> I could see uh, this. Let's see. There's trying to find because it was just just came out and so i'm looking like in the news to see where the oh right i feel uh, like I saw that too yeah. yeah this is difference with brian brian looks it up me i'm like i don't know if this is real but i'm gonna say it 
<laughs> just oh, gonna let it rip. Believe me, uh, Wendy, uh, it's fifty-fifty for me. Okay, but fifty percent like of it is, you know what? I think this is right. I'm just gonna say it, and then we get yeah. an email. Really, actually, Brian is wrong about you. Yeah, <laughs> we get lots. Sometimes of Sometimes that comes from Scott. Yeah. Hey, Brian, actually, yeah. I just Googled it, and uh, <laughs> Brian. Well, you know, we, we strive no, for I'm accuracy sure. here. That's all. We try. Exactly. Yeah, I can't find the – I know there was a statistic recently. I can't even remember where I read it, but it was like, um, you know, 30 years ago, if you find out your first date has been to therapy, you're like, ooh, something <laughs> wrong with them. Uh, yeah. There will not yeah. be a second date. But now right. I, I'd be more into it too. Like, yeah, you've been to therapy? Online. Great. You're a centered person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And also, then also tell me why you went. I would also be curious about that. Well, but I'm also Gen X, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah I have a destructive uh, fire uh, tendencies. Uh, okay, I'm going to therapy well. for that. Cool. I like to I like to burn day. government installations and stock uh, high profile <laughs> celebrities. Is that is that weird? That's right. Yeah, I'm really hoping that. to incite another January 6th. I'm going to therapy for that, but yeah, uh, that'd be great. Oh, you guys! I went to a '90s party. Yeah. It was so fun, yeah. but also. Yeah. Uh, they were like young in the nineties and I was like a teenager in the nineties. So yeah. it was funny. Our different, like whatever, it was a big group. So we all were talking about different. I'm telling you, I haven't had this happen in real life. Have you guys? Anyway, no. I, we're all talking about like concerts we've been to. It was just like really fun. And everyone dressed nineties and I, sure. it was very funny. And so it was great. And then we all talked about events that we remember. So what did they remember about nine 11? Adam and I were obviously adults. These guys were like in middle school or something. And, and then I was like, the Challenger explosion. They were like, yeah, we were four years old. I'm like, okay, you know, oh just like, what gosh. do you remember, blah, blah, blah. And then this dude goes, <laughs> he goes, what part, what historical events do you wish you'd been there for? <laughs> and everyone's like, none of them. <laughs> none like, of these. Yeah. What do you mean? And he's like, no, like physically there. And I was like, okay, Berlin Wall coming down, that would have been awesome. Yeah, right? that would have yeah. been cool. Yeah. I get that. And then he goes, <laughs> He goes, January 6th. And I was like, what? Why? <laughs> and he goes, I don't know. And I do, everyone just froze. And I'm in Minnesota, so no one can confront anyone, right? So yeah. it's just everyone froze. And he goes, yeah, I mean, an insurrection happened in our lifetime. And the whole time I'm like, I don't know if you want to be in the building going after people. Yeah, or... What do you mean? Yeah, that's a weird It one. was wild. Yeah. And, I, and it was the magical, like... <laughs> You could see everyone's family training kick in to change right. subjects, to change rooms. Oh, to, yeah. It was awesome. And I just stared at him like, I don't I know, know you, if I want to well, know. Want, you want, no, you kind of do. You want to know, like, to stop things yeah. <laughs> before they got out of hand? Or Did you think you could catch Mike Pence? Like, what were you planning? Because you wanted a podium for yourself? For yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. That's a weird one. That I know. And I weird. still haven't gone further because i was like well change the subject anyway do you guys remember when rem yeah whatever yeah. <laughs> it was a good time like, i highly yeah, recommend a 90s party to make you feel real old and also oh, yeah. real young at the same time sure. it's a good, it's no, a good I, nobody wants to do 80s parties are we all too cranky now for that because i don't know but you should definitely do this is bring a picture of yourself during that era oh, and Lord. share it it's like that's right. the that's fun i was so scared. oh here we go uh, we found it uh, oh good uh, big thanks to military me 12 um, 92% of people polled, 92% Ooh. 
said they prefer to date people who've been to therapy. Whoa, Wendy, your whole industry is just taking a turn for a whole generation. You actually need to to promote yourself as uh, a way to get better dates. You know what I have? I have have secrets about how we should do a session on this or a session, whatever we call this show. Uh, (laughs) Here are sessions. Have someone someone, uh, email about this. This would be great. An online dating question or a problem they have because I have an entire formula that will change your life. Because my really? practice, of course, was started before anyone online dated. And sure. the first couple people, I was like, are you crazy? Yeah. Like, don't do it. And then realize, <laughs> oh, this is just how it works, you know? Yeah. So I've watched from the beginning and th- those products will literally harm you if you, do, if you don't use them right. And so I have some really good ideas. So if anyone has a online dating question you mean like tinder and that help, kind of crap yeah i was gonna say can you help me with the photo i use for my tinder profile because <laughs> i i think shirtless with a baby tiger is the way i want to go <laughs> yeah it's exactly how you want to go also if anyone follows up i'd love a tw- the 25 year old if i doubt she's listening but some version yeah. if you're the 25 year old in this math problem with your parents yeah. not being able to hear your feedback or whatever we'd love to hear your side too mm-hmm. um i definitely default towards the younger person every time mm-hmm. And so I, I tend to be a little more biased uh, towards <laughs> towards the like it's not our fault. That thing is really hard for me because it you know it just means you're not maybe willing to work, which I think a lot of people run into when they talk to their parents about their issues. So yeah. I'd love to have someone do it from that end, and so we could talk about how to navigate um, your parents' response um, mm-hmm. because you know it can go a long yeah. way. So yeah. those two yeah. things. I have two requests. My birthday's coming up. Yeah, it and is. For my birthday, I want. <laughs> An email. I want to hear from the 25-year-old. Yeah. I want to hear from a 25-year-old, and I want to hear from some online dating story so I can cool. share I'm some. so glad we have context about all that because it sounds like a weird request for your birthday. It, it does, <laughs> yeah. yes. Exactly. But we know because we've been talking about it. But yeah, no, it's a very, very Howard birthday. Hughes-sounding request if you haven't heard yeah. the last 20 minutes. Yeah. So my, my birthday is, you know, I'm at a stage where do not buy me th- a thing. I don't want a thing. Yeah, that's where but I'm at. plan a thing for me mm-hmm. and, like, Perfect. feed me. The mm. best birthday present you can do for me right now, or Christmas present, is to take away some of my existing things. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, remove, remove them, re rebag them up, and give them to a worthy cause. That's what exactly. I need right, right. now. Yes. Wow. I love that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this is good stuff. I hope to hear back from everybody involved, especially if we hear from somebody in their twenties who's maybe going through this. What's your perspective? I already noticed a certain 26-year-old uh, Irish <laughs> Irish girl yeah. with lots of ideas in the chat. So maybe we'll hear from her. I don't know, but. I don't think I want to know what her dating profile looks like. Yeah, I'm not sure I do either. <laughs> Maybe that's um, a combo email with the dating profile and your parents. Nailed it. Worst. Nailed it. Um, all right. Well, Wendy, this is great. Uh, we'll do that. Also, I know Real Steps is going on right now. There's no new signups, but uh, are things going well? Has anybody jumped out to be yeah. a weirdo yet or anything? We're all no. Good. Everyone's awesome. It's been really great, and this is this is a hard week. This is a you know, cleanse your palate before you gather with your family next week. So people are mm-hmm. diving in and it's tough oh, stuff, but yeah. it's, it's very fun. I keep forgetting Thanksgiving's literally next week. Literally next know, Thursday. So we won't be yeah. talking. Bye. That's <laughs> F, that really Fs me up. That's true. You're not going to be here. Uh, have so a that's fantastic what I'm doing for Thanksgiving. Are you ready for this? Yeah, My go. kids think this is so funny. All right. So our friends that we always do Thanksgiving with are heading out of town. And so we're like, hmm, what should we do? Should we invite a bunch of randos over and make our own dinner? Or we're like, what if we... And then we Google all of the restaurants that do a Thanksgiving buffet or just a plated dinner. Oh, my word. There's one million of them. Sounds great. And then takeout. Like the takeout options are crazy. Like one gives you all the fixings and a 
a bag of leftovers already. <gasps> oh. Jeez, right? So it's already, so you can smart. already start doling out the leftovers yeah. like pre meal. crazy? Oh, I love fantastic. it so much. Anyway, yeah. but we decided we're going to do a buffet and I need one that's reasonably priced and has, you know, l- lots of food. And right. so yeah. we found it's at a distillery. So my kids think it's so funny. We're going to a distillery for Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> but it's this brand new distillery oh. in this tiny kind of town in, in Wisconsin. And it is like, looks so magical. It's pretty, a pretty new place. So I don't know if they've done Thanksgiving before, but anyway, so that'll be fun. And then afterwards, there's a theater in this tiny town. It is $5 for new release movies, five bucks. Oh, wow. You can get popcorn or drink, think a massage and the movie for what? under $20. What? Wait, 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 wait. A massage? Yeah, what? <laughs> you went right I, past that. Wouldn't yes. that be great? I, that's not true. Oh. I just want one. Oh, um, darn. I was really I think hoping. that'd be great. I was but can too. you imagine, you guys, $5? Anyway, and I read the first that's review awesome. on this this little theater, and it's like, I drive an hour and a half to go to this theater <laughs> whenever I go to movies. I'm like, what is this place? <laughs> yeah, so it turns out it's like very cute and quaint and funny, and the local, the guy who owns it is just like a regular dude who oh. will you get to know and anyway so that's not is like a, it's not like just a it's not a flat screen in his basement or something weird like that no right? wouldn't that be weird and it might yeah. be if it is i'll take some video okay. <laughs> please do yes yeah we'd love to see it five dollars uh, here you go that's Here's fantastic a what are you gonna see you see the new paul giamatti thing or yeah, uh, the, the, what are you in hunger for? games prequel or uh, i don't know we'll have to see what is actually Trolls. playing at this tiny <laughs> yeah you say you it say like two yeah. theaters, taylor right? swift eras tour sure yeah why not get in there? Options. Get some of that while you can get it. Yeah. Um, well, good luck. It sounds like fun. Uh, I'll I'll hold the wishbone for you this year. Yeah, we'll hold the wishbone. Ritual. Have fun at Misha's. You guys are gonna do yeah. an old fashioned turkey dinner like yeah, you haven't her, done in years. Her new palatial freaking ten acre place she lives on now. She's got some yeah, big just, new place. Yeah, yeah, and a pool. Hang out in her garage. Yeah, there's a pool. The garage is heated. Like oh, they cool. they went all fancy in the last uh, couple months. Anyway, yeah, that'll be fun, That's but fun. we'll miss you there and uh, we'll we'll pull a we'll pull a virtual uh, bone from there. Yeah. That, that sounds, sounds real terrible. Normal. All right, Wendy, have a fantastic week. We'll see you. Uh, okay. after Bye. That. Bye. Bye. I shouldn't say pull a bone with my sister it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah, yeah. Uh, take it all back. You will um, not be invited to uh, <laughs> Christmas. No. That'll be the end of that. All right. Uh, quick notice about all the shows. Coverville today at noon. We talked about that. That's happening at That's noon. That's right. XTC, not ecstasy. Yeah. I, I don't care what you take before you watch the show, but uh, noon, twitch.tv slash Coverville XTC. Yeah. And you're maybe, what, an hour and 10 minutes away from that. So be ready for yep. that. Okay. Yeah, be ready for that. Core tonight at 5 p.m. We have a big one. Uh, the Game Awards oh. got announced. Everybody's pissed about what didn't oh, get included. Yeah, right. We'll talk some about that. Um, we have FilmSack this weekend as well, and uh, FilmSack is doing uh, a really weird movie. Swiss according Army to Brian. Man. Yeah, yeah. Brian saw it last night, and first thing out of his mouth was, "This might be the weirdest thing we've seen." So I am stoked to see. What's, yeah, it's. How it I like it, but man, uh, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'm gonna do. For an intro, I have zero idea. At this oh point man, this one the stumped your musical. Uh, Stymied me things. is what it did. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, you'll learn more about that uh, as we know it this weekend. Film sack, watch for that. Also, a couch party tomorrow. We're going to watch an hour of however much what we can if? fit into what if season yeah. one, so that probably probably two for- episodes. That gives us an hour and fifteen minutes, probably. Totally perfect. Yeah, and then that way we've yeah. got uh, we can watch that whole thing, and, and the new season got announced, got a trailer. So we'll be all prepped for that. I haven't seen anything past the Captain America stuff at the beginning. 
Uh, the Peggy Carter Captain stuff. Captain Carter. So, Captain Carter. Right? Yes, Captain Britain or whatever, I guess she got called. <laughs> anyway, uh, that'll be that. And then uh, play retro on Friday at 2.30 Mountain Time where Dunaway and I will have a show as well. So lots coming up, lots to uh, take in. So get get on it. All right. It's going to do it for us. Big thanks to all our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS. Uh, still time to get in for the new month or this month rather. Uh, so please do check out all the details there. It will explain everything patreon.com slash TMS. And another note that if you want in our Discord, no matter who you are, go to frogpants.com slash Discord. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Also, all of the webs, all of the um, uh, show sites up on the site have a link directly in there too. So if you're still stumped, our regular old webpage will get you there. All right. Nice. Click on contact. It's right there. Boom, bam, boom. All right, Brian, we're done. We need to play a song, though. I, I don't have one, so you probably have to do it. I guess I have to bring it, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. well, we got an email from Mike Lindell who wrote in. Oh, not Mike Lindell, the pillow guy. Oh, somebody else. good. I really want you to play a song about pillows. Pillow. Pillows. pillows. Jesus is a pillow. Uh, yeah, no, this is, uh, <laughs> this is coming from Claire. I just wanted to, yeah, that's, I was waiting for the all caps. What? Oh, good. Well, you got it. Now we're, now we have full energy to move forward. Exactly. This is good. Cause I, I promised her that I'm playing camera for dear, uh, she put this in here just so she could hear me mispronounce the hell out of it. Mm. Dear Shelby and Binakti. Good Lord. Go. Enjoy that. Tomorrow is a very notable birthday for the man, the myth, the legend, Rev Fry. This lovely, now very old man, is one of the most <laughs> wonderful human beings in the world that I'm so lucky to have in my life. He's pretty feckin' lucky to have me, too. I'm delicious. Wow. She said Fantastic. her words. Yeah. So for uh, his birthday, can you please make everyone's ears bleed by playing any of the covers featured on the TikTok account at the Taco Pellers? Nope. However, <laughs> if you're too chicken, then I guess the ukulele orchestra's cover of Teenage Dirtbag will do. Um, I have attachment to the spectacle in spite of everything. Mm. Love the show, though. Nice. That. That's pretty good. P.S. Can you please play any clip you might have of me? Yeah. Vain much? Plus all clips you have of laughing. Oh, well, there's too many of those to do. But I do have I do have some Claire's. Hold on. Uh, here's her recently. Strip it. It's strip it. Strip it. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, how about Great. this one? Why is it spelled Claire with an I? I don't know why I did that. Here it is. Yes, we actually say feckin', we say feck, we say shite, we say arse, we say feck, we say shite. We actually say feckin', we say feck. <laughs> I may have edited that. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. may have done but some no editing. editing involved in that one whatsoever. No, of course not. Uh, but yeah, Claire, there's too many laughter tracks. We have billions of them. It's just too many. So sorry. Yeah. You don't get that one, okay? Here, uh, Scott and I will laugh for a second for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, oh, there you go. There's, there's laughing clips for you. All right. I'll give her um, one here. Here's one. All right. <laughs> there. That's a laugh. <laughs> that's a great one, too. Sure. Totally random. Pulled it out of my butt. Anyway. Uh, well done. All right. So uh, going out to Rev Fry. We all love Rev Fry here. Uh, this is Teenage Dirtbag performed by the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain. You'll find this on the 2008 release Live in London, Volume 1. And of course, it's a cover of Weedus. Find out. Do they mention Iron Maiden or do they change the lyrics to be some sort of, I don't know, UK band? Mm. Oh, we'll find out together. It mm, sounds exciting. All right. Here it is. We'll be back Monday with a regular TMS and all that other crap I mentioned on the weekend. We hope to see you there. That's quite enough fun for one evening. <laughs> Two, three, four. 
she rings my bell Got gym class in half an hour Oh how she rocks in kitten tube socks But she doesn't know who I am And she doesn't give a damn Let me make this real to you. Bring on the virgins. Okay. 
Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all-inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all-inclusive for you and your family. With resorts worldwide from their family flagship resort, Club Med Punta Cana, to their only mountain resort in Canada, Club Med Quebec, they have everything you need to relax with their 20-plus sports activities, wellness programs. You can dine on delicious cuisine and make memories with your family. So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.